Welcome back to Cancer Actually Fucking Sucks. I'm your host, Madison Pollock, Hodgkin's lymphoma survivor, integrative health coach for cancer survivors, and host of this wonderful podcast. Don't forget to rate, review, subscribe, and share this podcast with anyone that may find comfort in our stories. Today's guest is Amanda Kelly. At just 29, Amanda was diagnosed with breast cancer and has been in remission since December 2020. Welcome, Amanda, to Cancer Actually Fucking Sucks. How are you? Hey, Maddie, I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Thank you for joining me and sharing your story. I'm so excited. Um, I'm so so you, you reached out because you know I'm Shannon. Is that right? Yes. Yeah, Shannon and I um, went to college together. We were in the same sorority. Oh, okay. So she, yeah. So she posted her episode to her story on Instagram. So I listened to it and then I've listened to like almost every other story. Oh, I love that. Episode, yeah. Oh, I love that so much. Amazing. Well, that's my favorite thing ever. I love when, I mean, sucks that you both got cancer, but I love when <laughs> friends, friends of friends reach out um, and yeah, come on the cool. show. It's so fun. Yeah. Okay. So you were diagnosed with breast cancer at 30. Um, is that right? I was diagnosed um, when I was 29. I'm 30 now. Okay, got it. But yeah. Um, so yeah, if you could just, I guess, start with like how you found out kind of what that timeline was, that would be amazing. Okay, sure. So I found, okay, so I found the lump, like mm-hmm. when I was showering, oh, you know, like okay. I just was like washing my body and felt something. And oh. yeah. It was like around Thanksgiving, I guess, of 2019. And then. What did it like, feel like? I feel like people are always curious. It felt. Can you remember? Oh, God. That's like a good question. If I don't know. It just felt like something that was in there. It didn't hurt. Like it. Okay. It didn't, it didn't hurt. It didn't have. Was like it like any, a hard. Like, so my lymph node was like a hard little ball. Yeah. Like that's what it I felt guess it like. was like kind of hard, but it seemed like it was kind of like it stuck on like from the back on the inside like from the back mm. it's so I I don't know I just like could feel weird yeah yeah something in something. there something wasn't um, right yeah yeah so that was like around Thanksgiving and um then I kept feeling like every time I shower so I don't know all the time I would check to see if I could still feel it and yeah. I could um so then probably like a month later around Christmas I told my stepmom Mm. um and she was like okay let's go to the doctor like tomorrow Mm -hmm. (laughs) so I went to my regular doctor um and he he was like it's soft it it moves like it's definitely a cyst don't don't be don't worry like don't be stressed Mm. out because it's like I I can move it like I can you know so it's not like it's you know not um, immobile so I was like right. okay but he wrote me a script for a 3d mammogram just to confirm mm-hmm. so I got the mammogram done soon after and like maybe a week later or something and they said it's not a cyst it's solid mm-hmm. um so they said like I should get a biopsy done mm-hmm. um and so I got the biopsy done again, probably a week or two after that. Um, mm-hmm. I met with like the breast surgeon and she, she felt, she could, she just felt it like from the outside and yeah. just from what she could tell. And from, I guess, like the uh, mammogram, mm-hmm. she said like, it's okay. 80% chance it's a fibroadenoma, which is benign. Oh. Um, 20% chance it's malignant mm. so then I get so then I how do get a I, biopsy it's always yeah. like what like, are they just throwing numbers like how the hell do they know if it's 80% I, I go from like yeah I go from like my regular doctor being like 100% definitely like not yeah 9.9% chance like it's a cyst yeah to, it's full-on cancer <laughs> right right um, yeah yeah so then um I got the biopsy 
done. And I really liked that breast surgeon, um, mm. Dr. Dolts in New Jersey. Um, and I was like really scared to get the biopsy done because I had never yeah. like broken a bone. I've never had like anything done. Uh-huh. So, I was, you know, it was all like new stuff to me. And so I, when I got the biopsy done, it was like a um, ultrasound guided biopsy. So they have like a technician with like some type of tool on your right, and then like guiding where the other guy is going in to do the the biopsy, like the intervention radiologist where he's going to do to like take biopsy, and the technician she sees that there's a second mass Mm. that I like hadn't felt, and yeah, so then she uh. Or no, so she says like that's common, like especially with fibroadenomas, like it's common for there to be multiple. Mm. You know, don't don't worry. Um, Did you like, like see the- it on the screen? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um. Oh, and I remember now that like that the intervention radiologist he he had another doc like another doctor in there who was a student. Uh-huh. kind of like watching what he was doing and he's explaining to the student you know what he's doing and this and that and he right. says how how the like he's like and you can see how this mass is more I think he called it like lobular and I'm mm-hmm. like I don't, I'm pretty sure that's not like good yeah <laughs> and I'm just like laying on the table like you know yeah like not a human <laughs> yeah <laughs> so weird um, that I didn't experience that but I've talked to a lot of people that did that they brought in like the like students yeah like of course they need to do that so they learn but it's so bizarre to me it's yeah like, I know when I was younger I think one time a doctor asked if a student could come in like I think my my gyno or something I was like no like yeah they can't yeah now, no, like, I know I'd be like yeah yeah with all of this I guess like I do want more people to know how to do right. things and like, totally. re- like research is better. Like I donated all this stuff, like my, you know, tissue to research and, you know, um, yeah. so then, yeah. So the biopsy came back and, um, the, the doctor that I really like, um, Dr. Mm-hmm. Dolts, she, she called me and she called me, um, while I was at work and I was mm-hmm. like too scared to answer the phone Mm-hmm. So she leaves a voicemail and she's like, Hey, Meta, like, call me back, you know, just want to talk yeah. to you about the results. And like, looking back, if it was fine, she would have just like said that on the voicemail. Yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> totally. But I call her back while I'm at work. And oh. so she tells me, and I was like, So, like, I was like in shock mostly. Like, yeah. I wasn't really like upset. I just was in shock. And, mm-hmm. um, so I like call my family and tell them, and oh and then the other thing that's funny too is like the guy um that I'm dating we had like our first date the night the the day that I got diagnosed oh wow yeah you still went on a date yeah (laughs) (laughs) wow Tim if we could move it up a day because I thought I was going to get the results on the Wednesday so Uh I kind of wanted to like go out beforehand in case they were bad but totally. then, but then they gave me the results on the Tuesday, like the day. So, oh, yeah. so you already moved it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but oh my I'm gosh. Like, yeah. I was like, Did you tell I him? Um, I t- I, t- I told him that. Um. I was like, I got. I have to go to the doctor tomorrow. And I was like, I got news today that like wasn't great, so I have to go to the doctor and talk like deal with it and talk to them about it yeah that's like what I told him like got it okay not like the (laughs) fault um yeah and then so yeah so then I met with the doctor the next day and um like my parents came with me because this was like before COVID this is like beginning Mm. of February 2020 oh okay yeah so then she goes over everything with us and says how it's 50% ER positive because breast cancer can be like hormone receptor um, or receptive. So there can be, it can be like estrogen 
receptor, mm. um, progesterone, or HER2, um, mm-hmm. or it can be none of them, and then it's like triple negative breast cancer. Got it. Okay. Yeah. So mine came back 50% ER positive. So she said like that was good mm-hmm. um, and negative for PR and HER2. Mm-hmm. Then um, and I did, so then I did genetic testing, like right while I was there, like at okay. the doctor's office that day. Um, and the genetic testing all came back negative. Like I don't have mm-hmm. any gene mutation. Like the BRCA um, gene or anything. Yeah. Which mm-hmm. is like good overall because I'm not you know, more likely to get any other type right. of cancer, but it still was just like, I don't understand why I got, why I got this, you know? Like, yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. Has anyone in your family? I mean, I know the genetic testing, but has anyone in your family had it? Um, no one that's like close enough because when I would go to the doctors, yeah. they would ask for all the family history and they basically just want to see if it's like your mom your sister, your grandmother. So like right. none of them. Um, yeah. But yeah, so didn't really make that much sense. Um, yeah, it's so random. Yeah, so you were diagnosed and then, well, and then COVID hit. Yeah. I'm assuming you had to, and did you do surgery, treat, like chemo? Like what did, what was kind of that timeline? Yeah, so then um, we wanted to get like a second opinion so we went to Fox Chase Cancer Center, which is in Philly. Mm-hmm. Um, and I felt like I fell in love with the, with my oncologist. Like, oh, that's yeah. amazing. I know. Oh, I, wow. I love him. Yeah. <laughs> His name's Jimmy Martin and he's the best. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So I was like, okay, like I want to go to Fox Chase because I love mm-hmm. my, the oncologist there. I, like I said, I really liked the other breast surgeon too, but. Um, Mm -hmm. I also feel like I just wanted to go to like a cancer center. Yeah. That makes sense. What did you like about him? I mean, he just had like a great personality. I'm pretty Mm -hmm. sure he's like 35 ish. So yeah. Yeah. So he just, he gets like how it is to be young and have, and not, not, he doesn't get like what it's like to have cancer, but he just gets like, you know, yeah, that. I'm going to want to drink or I'm going to want to be able to do this or that. And like, I would yeah. always ask and be like, okay, so I know I'm like not really allowed to go to things like with COVID, but like, can people come over? Like, can I do this? He's like, right. he's like, yeah, you can. <laughs> yeah. Um, a liberal doctor. Yeah. It sounds like. <laughs> yes, definitely a liberal doctor. Um, yeah. Yeah. He's, he was great. And um, just like, so I don't know. Just his personality was he's so warm and so like nice. That's so and, nice. Yeah, yeah. I loved him. And he yeah, moved you felt to, like comfortable, which is so important. Yeah, definitely. He moved to like I think Ohio. Oh, okay. So I actually my very last treatment, chemo treatment, I did with another oncologist at Fox Chase. Okay. So I got switched to another oncologist because he was moving um to Ohio. But mm. yeah. Okay, so like we do the second opinion at Fox Chase. I really liked him, and then um, so then I decide to stay at Fox Chase, and then they're mm-hmm. like talking to me about the different options of um when I can of when I should like do chemo, and then or if I'm going to do surgery first, and I don't know like what to do. I was just yeah. like really scared of doing chemo. Um, mm-hmm. And like, I, I remember when I got diagnosed, I met with the one doctor, she, like, I knew some other people that had had breast cancer that were mm-hmm. like older. And I was like, okay, so maybe I'm just going to need like surgery and radiation and like not. Need right. Chemo. Right. Um, so I like was kind of okay with it. But then when I met with her, she's like, yeah, so you're definitely going to need to do chemo. Um, you can do surgery or chemo first, but you'll definitely need to do both. Um, yeah. So that's when I like started like getting upset. <laughs> so that was so the exact same for me. Yeah. Yeah. I thought, I thought maybe I have to do like a chemo pill and some radiation. Uh-huh. <laughs> the whole, yeah. the whole chemo. Yeah. Um, so I just remember, yeah, then I'm at Fox Chase and they wanted me to decide if I was going to do surgery first if and or chemo first. And if I wanted to do 
a lumpectomy. Um, they, I would have to do chemo first because oh, okay. the tumor was too big. To, like they basically would have had to take like all of my boob. Um, Got it. If if I did, if I wanted to do like, they would need to shrink the tumor first with chemo right. in order to do a lumpectomy. Um, so I was like, didn't really want to do that because I was scared of chemo. And then my family was like pretty they didn't really like tell me what like th- that they wanted me to do a double mastectomy but mm-hmm. when the doctors were telling me the different options and I'm kind of considering you know doing um doing like hor- uh, like some type of hormone therapy that I think they had brought up I could do like hormone therapy first mm-hmm. to try to shrink the tumor and then do a lumpectomy like I okay. was but my yeah but my my family all kind of really I think wanted me to get a mastectomy. Um, yeah, just to make sure it like doesn't come back. Yeah, mm-hmm. and the doctors do say that there's still a chance for there to be cells. Like they can't mm-hmm. take all of the breast tissue out. So even when you do like a double mastectomy, there's still mm-hmm. a possibility. You know, mm-hmm. um, but I don't know. I do feel better knowing that it's like all out. And yeah. yeah, so I did decide, so I decided to do the double mastectomy. So I did that. Um, oh, and, and because I also chose to do surgery first, I, mm-hmm. they, they, like I had time to freeze my eggs before mm-hmm. I started chemo. Right. Yeah. So I was like doing the, uh, egg freezing, like the shots and everything. Um, uh-huh leading up leading up to my surgery like my mastectomy and then I remember I like I forget these things that happen now it's like all coming back to me yeah I know that always happens I love it um I remember um I had to bring my shots with me to the surgery because I always because I had to take them like every day yeah and I remember yeah so I like had like (sighs) the the bottle with like the liquid in it and a needle and because I like would give me myself the shots like not a big deal and Uh I just remember like sitting in the prep room for surgery with like the gown on and I'm like giving myself shots (laughs) (laughs) I forgot that's a lot would you ever think like that would happen (laughs) yeah and um yeah so then I did surgery and um the anesthesiologist, he was really nice. He was like young and mm-hmm. I was like getting upset. I was like starting to get upset. I was just like really anxious. Yeah. So he was like talking to me and stuff. And um, he, oh, I asked him, you know, have you ever had surgery? He, he was like, no, I've never had surgery before, you know, because <sighs> he was like young and I never had surgery right. before either. So yeah it's just like interesting to have like these doctors that you know are help help other people have when they have to get surgery and they're there for them and everything but they don't actually know like what it's like to totally they haven't experienced it themselves yeah 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 Yeah. how are Um, you did you connect with other breast cancer survivors like how did you deal with leading up to the double mastectomy because that's just like that's like a huge surgery and deal like mentally and emotionally so how yeah how did you kind of like deal with that okay so I I feel like I didn't know how bad it was gonna be like Mm -hmm. I just didn't like I was like it's like it's just a surgery you know like yeah surgery all the time and it'll it won't be that bad and yeah yeah I was like way less scared for that than I was for chemo and stuff so okay um yeah I had joined some Facebook groups um right when I got diagnosed and Mm. I didn't really find them that helpful. Um, yeah, those aren't, Facebook groups aren't the best. No. <laughs> Especially when you're just diagnosed because it's like, oh my God. People say really crazy shit. And you're like, yeah, they oh, do. Oh God. And, and they literally, like, they complain, like, you know, like people on Facebook, all they do is complain. Yeah. All the time. It's, you know, on the news, not a like, positive. on the news feed. Yeah. Right. So, and then same thing in the Facebook groups. They just post, like, all these issues they're having and side effects yeah. and like how terrible it is and I'm like yeah literally like 
can't sleep because I'm have anxiety and like and you know people are like oh don't google things don't look stuff up on your phone like I you literally like I have a computer in my hand 15 hours a day like I look things up all the time it's so hard not to like yeah no I I think it is really scary but it's still hard not to I know so I would just like look through all the posts that they would do and I would be like oh my god like I'm gonna have all these side effects like I was so you know I thought everything that like that happened was gonna happen to me and right um I did have one friend um who had gone through breast cancer treatment Mm. like two years prior okay so my one friend that I work with her friend was the one who went through breast cancer and the treatment and everything and Mm-hmm. so she so so my friend connected the two of us and so I would call her and like text her a lot and oh, just ask nice. her yeah, yeah that stuff um, so that was yeah and I still I still text and call her a lot you know yeah um, that's so good if I'm having like a rough day or I'm like when the fuck is my hair gonna grow in like, yeah <laughs> <laughs> um, totally I did not expect like the double mastectomy to be as bad as it was and like the recovery like it was crazy. Yeah what was the recovery like and also like I don't know how it works. I know sometimes you can like keep your nipples and sometimes you don't like what was that like for you and then also they have to wait. Do they have to wait till after chemo to like do reconstruction or implants Mm -hmm. and stuff like that? Okay. Yeah so um right so I know that for some women, they do like the nipple sparing surgery, and other women they can't or they don't. Um, yeah. I also know that some will do like um, the expanders under the muscle, and some will do it over the muscle. Oh, okay. Um, and some, I think, some women you can go right to straight to implants and not do expanders. Oh, okay. Um, but the way that my surgeons did it, so like I had a my breast surgeon and then my plastic surgeon um Mm -hmm. so they did the surgery together um Mm -hmm. so like the breast surgeon you know took all the tissue out and I don't know whatever else he does and then the Mm -hmm. plastic surgeon put the expanders in and he did them I'm pretty sure under the muscle which I think over the muscle is like a newer way that they're doing it um Mm -hmm. but he I guess is more experienced doing it under the muscle so that's like that's how he did it for me um Mm -hmm. so and then with the nipple like they they were like yeah no like we can't do that like I don't Mm -hmm. know if it was like for some reason with mine or just in general if they don't yeah do that like I don't know yeah but um yeah I don't have nipples (laughs) okay yeah yeah um we I talked to one like nip did you listen to Stacey Ray's episode um I think so yeah she's like the nipple tattoo artist like oh cool of the world and um it's really amazing actually like her work they look so real it's amazing um yes there's this nurse um Jonathan who works with my plastic surgeon he does all Mm -hmm. the tattooing for oh okay yeah and he showed me like pictures of you know what it can look like and yeah it looks so real it's crazy yeah I don't think I'm gonna do it I mean I don't know maybe eventually yeah I would but like it's just like you've you've done so much already oh totally yeah you know and like now like I can wear a white like because I have implants like I don't I would Mm. never wear a bra and yeah like I can just wear a white shirt and like not wear anything but if I had like a nipple that would like show through yeah true I feel like it totally true yeah so I feel like I'm not gonna do it but I don't know maybe I'll change my mind yeah yeah you mentioned the recovery was like kind of difficult um so I like like, wake up from surgery and it was like yeah just so rough like I felt like I was hit by a truck and I I can imagine like so much pain um yeah I remember so I was in the hospital for, I think only two days, I think like okay. one night, two days. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there was this one nurse who was like a godsend mm-hmm. who was helping me. 
and she kind of would like you know help me like shower like wipe me down yeah (laughs) um and then um I remember she like helped tried to help me like get up out of bed and Uh I was just like Jesus fucking Christ like (laughs) it hurt so bad and she and she was like this older woman who just like oh. prayed for me and I was like I felt so bad like cursing oh. <laughs> but yeah so then I think I just stayed in the hospital for like two days and it was COVID you know so mm. nobody like could come or anything like that which it's so hard yeah I was like okay with it to be honest okay and yeah I don't know I mean it would have been fine if my family was there too but you're just so tired like you're on so many pain meds and you're just like sleeping and then you wake up to like because you have to move or eat or something and then I oh and I like it hurt so much to talk even like I could only text people because I don't know Mm -hmm. like it was like right where like my chest and stuff so even just to talk like yeah hurts you know yeah um and yeah so then after the mastectomy, I guess a couple weeks after that, I definitely turned a corner with like the recovery. So then I had the egg egg retrieval. Oh right. Yeah. Oh, so I um so I had the one surgery, and then from that surgery they found that I had two tumors in my right mm. breast, and then I had two lymph nodes that had um cancer okay yeah so they like when they do the mastectomy they check they like send this dye to sentinel lymph nodes which is like if cancer were to go somewhere they it would go to like those lymph nodes Mm -hmm. and then so then they check like those three lymph nodes and if they come all come back clear then they you don't then you're good like Mm -hmm. but there were two um with with cancer so then they Mm -hmm. I did I did do a second surgery two weeks after the first one to take all the lymph nodes out from the right side oh okay yeah that's called an axillary node dissection Mm. all right so yeah so I had that then the egg retrieval and then a month after the axillary node dissection I started chemo so like six weeks after the first surgery a month after the second one Hmm. Yeah, that's a lot. Did you have? <laughs> was there? Did you have a lot of anxiety leading up to the chemo? And like, did you deal with that in any way, or was it kind of just like survival mode? Do you feel like? Um, I think it was survival mode. I don't think I yeah. was. I, at first, I definitely was scared to do it, but I had like I think I accepted the fact that I had to do it yeah um, it was hard with it being covid um right just because even like the wig store mm. was they were on lockdown and i'm like right yeah I'm start chemo like i need you know yeah. a wig or something so this one woman she was so sweet she opened her store like illegally oh, that's really <laughs> and, nice yeah so I could come in and like try everything on and you know get yeah. get a wig and um it's the one that I'm wearing now <laughs> is it the one you're wearing it looks so yeah. good do you have multiple Thanks. wigs um okay so then I got so many not so many I got like a few wigs off Etsy like fun ones oh and fun yeah and they like came and they all looked terrible oh <laughs> <laughs> so I only wear this one yeah oh that's great yeah. were you did you have the option of doing um what's it called cold caps or did you just not um so my oncologist yeah so I was interested in doing the cold cap he gave me like all the information about it um he said it would probably add at least a few hours on to the day mm-hmm. whenever I'd have to come in for chemo. Mm-hmm. Um, he kind of like was telling me the reasons why it's not a great idea to do it. And initially they, he said I could do TC chemo, 
which is Taxol and I don't know what the C one is, um, based on my biopsy results. But then when they did the uh, double mastectomy, the yeah. one tumor that had come back initially as 50% ER positive came back 7% ER positive, like the whole tumor. Mm only seven percent er positive and the other tumor was triple negative oh so yeah and then the same thing with my lymph nodes one lymph node was seven percent er positive and the other one was triple negative oh weird okay yeah so you had so, to do the full all the chemo yeah drugs so okay. right so i was like kind of annoyed that the biopsy doctor like didn't well the needle biopsies are so stupid. Like, yeah. they never get enough. Like, just do a full yeah. biopsy. They literally mm-hmm. know, like, almost everyone I've talked to, mine came back inconclusive. Like, almost everyone's came back inconclusive or misdiagnosed. It's yeah, like, that's crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. And, and I feel like he should have biopsied the second mass. Like, when the technician saw that there was a second right. one there, like, why not just go in and biopsy that one, too? The one, the doctor yeah. said... The doctor had said he didn't biopsy the second one because it's it would it's all the same thing like whatever right. the that one is the other one is too I'm like no it wasn't <laughs> yeah it's such a small part of it it's like yeah. a tiny microscopic part of it like you yeah. might be missing you're likely missing something I yeah understand. I mean I'm sure and there's then, like a medical reason for that but. I know <laughs> and then um it's just so interesting too because there's some research that's come out that says that for triple negative breast cancer, mm-hmm. um, it might be better to do chemo before surgery, mm. um, which I didn't, did not do, but I didn't know that I had triple negative when I did surgery. Right. But at the same time, if I had done chemo first and had done the TC chemo, mm-hmm. right. like, it True. wouldn't have been enough chemo for what I actually had with the triple negative so totally true yeah yeah so that was like kind of crazy and I was like okay I guess I made like the right decision to do surgery first but it's like so hard when they want you to decide what you want to do and I'm like I don't know like tell me what to do you're the doctor yeah it's really hard it's really hard to make decisions yeah so then like since I so initially you said I could do the TC chemo and then with like after the surgery he said, okay, based on like the results of the surgery, you should do ACT, which is, um, includes like the adriamycin, like yeah. awful one. So, yeah. Um, so he said that that would, the cold capping would probably not work. Like it's, he said it would oh. be, yeah, like it really, the chances of it having a, a good result was very low. Like it might work oh. a little bit, but still probably thin out a lot. And mm. yeah, so I was like, whatever, like I'm not going to do yeah. that too, you know? So it is a lot. Yeah. Like the cold capping is a lot of work. And to yeah. like, to keep it, to actually make sure it does work mm-hmm. is a lot of effort. Yeah. So, and, yeah. and then like, I've actually like listened to some of the other episodes where women were mm-hmm. talking about when they would get the cold cap and how some, some of them had like, they hired a nurse to come to put it mm-hmm. on to make sure it was put on correctly or their family put it on for them to make sure it was mm-hmm. on correctly. And I'm like, if it was during COVID, like I couldn't have anybody come yeah. to help me, you know, put it on. So I just have to like trust that the nurse was doing it. Like, you know, right. like one of the chemo nurses was doing it. Right. Which I'm sure they'd had to like have a nurse there that knows how to do it. But yeah. 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 But also like at that point too, you're probably like, you know, it sounds like a lot of work and I'm exhausted. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> let's just do the chemo. <laughs> yeah. 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 How'd your body react to chemo and like how long, what was kind of like the cadence? Was it like every three weeks or? So I did AC first, which was every other week for mm. eight weeks it was four okay. cycles that was really hard and mm. honestly like my body didn't react too bad to it they they give you like so many I don't even know steroids and mm-hmm. all this stuff while you're getting the chemo they gave you like I swear for an hour you're getting all these pre-meds you that, are like, yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah that make you not get sick like I yeah. never threw up you know I was so scared mm-hmm. I was gonna like feel nauseous that I would Me still too. take oh like God, this <laughs> oh same like absolutely yeah my dad would be like 
well, do you feel sick? I'm like, no, I don't think so. Like, <laughs> yeah, but, um, and then, yeah, so then I, so I did the AC for eight weeks and then the Taxol was supposed to be for 12 weeks. Um, so I did Taxol for, uh, it was tw- every week for 12 weeks. Mm. And so I did it for the first three weeks and then I was like running, I had a fever and it was like a pretty low grade fever. Like they said, if it goes above this, then you have to go to the ER and all this stuff, but it never got that high, but it still was like sticking around and I had a cough and I'm like, "Mm, I have COVID like, yeah. Um, but it was the taxol gave me, um, pneumonitis, which is like inflammation Mm. of the lungs. So they switched from Taxol to Taxotere, um, Mm. which my doctor said is best given um, in a higher dose every three weeks. So yeah, I ended up only needing nine cycles of like chemo, um, where initially I was going to have 16. So I ended up, yeah, I ended up finishing chemo a couple weeks early um because okay. of that and like when he told me that I had a switch I was like so scared I was like wait yeah. you know, like you said taxol is like the best thing best right treatment. like I just wanted to like keep pushing I'm like I'm, I'll be fine like yeah my lungs will be okay like let's just keep doing the taxol but <laughs> yeah yeah I guess like long term it's probably you know it's obviously better to yeah protect your protect your lungs yeah Mm -hmm. but But it's it's scary you know it's so scary to do anything like different than like what has worked before is really Mm -hmm. scary Mm -hmm. yeah yeah and then so you were done when were you finished with all that um so I was done with chemo um beginning of September okay yeah so and yeah my side effects for chemo I would say like really weren't too bad um every I guess like towards the end of the cycle I think it was my legs would just like feel so heavy like I I was Mm -hmm. trying to go for walks like every day go for like a few walks um Mm -hmm. and sometimes when I would go like I swear I would do one I would do like one mile and my legs just like hurt so much and just felt Mm -hmm. so tired like yeah. and um and my doctor was like I well I think that's the fatigue I was like yeah oh, that's fatigue <laughs> <laughs> right yeah I was like I, yeah I didn't know I just thought like something was wrong with my potassium or magnesium or I don't know but yeah um yeah it's like oh right <laughs> and then oh and then one other side effect that was like horrible that I don't know if other people have had but um like the hemorrhoids that you get oh oh my god um Amanda mine were fucking horrible I well I couldn't for like weeks at a time and the hemorrhoids were absolutely insane like insane insane like I can't even it was crazy I I luckily like didn't have an issue like being able to go or whatever like that was fine but yeah But I was like, I was always so scared to like have to go because I knew it was going to hurt so bad. And oh my God, it hurt like so fucking bad. Like that was, <laughs> that was my worst like side effect. That was a hundred percent my worst side effect. Like yeah. the hair sucks, but like, the like I, I wouldn't be able to sleep at night. Like my ass hurts yeah. so much. Yeah. No, the hair absolutely fucking sucks. But like, oh my God, like my ass re- had to recover from yeah like after chemo like it took like six months to recover it's fucking nuts I'm like they don't really tell you they don't really give you anything they're like take some no. Metamucil I'm like this shit doesn't work it's yeah crazy I feel like as much as I loved my oncologist like maybe the fact he was young like he didn't really know that that was a common side effect yeah with the, with the chemo and the one, so then on, I switched to the other oncologist um, after mm. the one, the first one moved away, and the nurse, the one nurse mm-hmm. for that oncologist, she said like, "Oh yeah, like it, 
it fucks with your whole digestive tract. So yeah, like the mouth sores in your mouth, it's basically on your asshole. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Seriously, it was gnarly. Like, oh my god, I would be like screaming in the bathroom. Yeah, like, oh. like I I was living with my brother and sister in law yeah. and their two kids, and like literally, oh like God. we always bring up this one time I was like screaming in the oh, bathroom because I had no. to go get her so fucking bad. It's I know crazy. that's <laughs> in, that is crazy because like I can't even I can't imagine like having that pain plus like not being, being able to hard go. to go. Yeah, so, like you but it kind like, of but also like with you like you have to go so it hurt more often maybe. yeah it's true either way it fucking sucks yeah and then like the the like taxil slash taxotere like one of the side mm. effects from that is more like diarrhea so mm. my my doctor would be like if you do have that then just um take like emodium oh and okay was, like no I, like I, I I would not take emodium because I was too scared yeah. to like get constipated and then like trigger the right. hemorrhoid thing again like right yeah so yeah that was definitely the worst side effect and I know it's like gross for people maybe but now oh, whatever yeah. we're open books here <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah no it, that really sucked um yeah. something a tip for that too is magnesium Oh my God. If your doctor lets you, like my doctor didn't let me take any supplements, but afterwards it might still was like fucked up and I started taking magnesium and it helps so much if you're constipated. Okay. Yeah. That's good. That's good to know. And then also the nurse that like told me that it was like, yeah, that's normal. Um, Mm. from the AC and chemo, like, um, she said that um, as long as you're not going to eat for like two hours, at least after she said that I could swallow the magic mouthwash, which would then like go to, to your oh. hemorrhoids. Yeah. Wait, really? Yeah. That's oh, that's so said. interesting. All right. I never tried it because by that point I was onto the taxateer. So yeah. I was like pretty recovered from, <laughs> yeah. from the AC stuff, but, um, yeah, so I don't know. If other people are dealing with it, ask your doctor. If Try you it out. Ma- yeah, swallow <laughs> the magic mouthwash. So, oh, interesting. I would have tried anything, yeah. to be honest, know, during right? that. Yeah. <laughs> it's horrible. Same. Yeah. And, like, I would go on those Facebook groups to try to be like, okay, like, what do I do about this? And just everybody, yeah. I, all I could re- generally find were people, you know, being, like, complaining about not complaining but like saying how like they're having yeah like, such no, bad like, side effects and like no solutions for it like nobody knew yeah. like what to do I'm like oh my god like what am I in this Facebook group for? <laughs> yeah right I know the worst on the Facebook groups is like when someone posts something like like my brother was just diagnosed with whatever like has anyone else experienced this and people are like oh yeah like my dad died from that you're like what the fuck that's so unhelpful like so many people comment that you're like, wait, I know. that's the most unhelpful thing ever. The worst. I hate, I hate that. And I hate reading like, Oh, it came back, came back. I on know. My spine. I'm like, Fuck like, I know, I know. It's like, you have to be, yeah. I'm in some now because of like coaching and different things like that, just to like yeah. kind of see what people's struggles are. Um, still, but like, you have to be far out of it to like mm-hmm. join them if you're ever interested again <laughs> but yeah. um I know yeah. totally yeah I remember joining one because I was in a support group during it which was like the most amazing thing ever like a in-person support group um so I highly recommend that if anyone is like looking no, for something that's like what I'm searching for I need yeah not even in person like if it has, still has to Just, be virtual yeah. right now like I need like a young cancer survivor oh, yeah. support group like doesn't you even should, have to be breast like totally you should yeah. look on the cancer support community that's what it's called yeah you had mentioned that yeah they have okay. they do virtual ones now because of covid um okay. and I was in a young adult cancer support group yeah and it was cool. literally the most amazing thing ever like yeah I mean because that's what I feel like what I get from the podcast episodes is just like mm-hmm. right you know? hearing everybody's it's like you can relate to what 
that like their treatment totally. and you can relate to how they're feeling post treatment. Yeah. And I'm like, I need more of this in my life. <laughs> yeah. Oh, good. Well, I'm happy that it provides some of that, but yeah, it's like, yeah. it's so nice to, you don't feel crazy. Yeah. I know. Like, when you're just alone or like trying to talk to someone that hasn't experienced it, you're like, am I insane? Like, I know. <laughs> because when you're done with treatment, people are mm-hmm. like, they move the fuck on. Like, they're like, yep. okay. Like, like let's they, go. I'm, let's live our yeah. lives. And like, I they're like, imagine yeah. how exhausting, like, being a caregiver and mm-hmm. like, per, like, support person during that time can be. But yeah, it's like, it's still really hard after, you know? Yeah. It's like getting easier. Yeah. But right after it was really, really hard, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I I, I felt the same way. Yeah. What did you experience like right after? I feel like I just was like so anxious and every Mm -hmm. single pain Mm -hmm. was cancer. Like, yeah, totally. It's, it's in my bones like yeah oh 100% yeah I, like um, oh all right great I have to do this all over again yeah I know yeah. my like my back was would, was hurting kind of bad like towards the end of um radiation mm-hmm. and so I I waited I guess like a month maybe six weeks and it still was hurting mm-hmm. um so I got I got like a bone density scan and then I got some other type of bone test where they mm-hmm. inject like dye and then it'll light up wherever there's activity in your bones. So yeah. nothing showed up on my back, but on my rib, my right rib there, mm-hmm. it lit up there. Mm-hmm. And so I, I was like, Oh my God, like, yeah, I have like Mets to the bones. Right. And so my ribs have been feeling better and um, they said that it's most likely related to your treatment from the bone density scan. I like have osteoporosis now from chemo. And so they said between like how weak your bones are and um, then the radiation on that side, Mm. uh, they think that caused like a fracture in my rib. Oh, Oh. yeah. Does it? but it feels better now or starting to yeah it's I feel oh, yeah it definitely feel like when I got the test done my rib didn't hurt at all so they were like yeah do you feel okay yeah <laughs> I'm like yeah yeah um wow so I like yeah I got so scared with that that you yeah know, it was in my on my ribs and mm-hmm. but no I I do think that and but like they they told me my nurse called and told me like nope that we don't definitely don't think it's cancer like based on everything it definitely seems like it's from the radiation and we'll do another scan like six months later to make sure that things look like they're healing but you know Mm -hmm. we think it's fine and I felt so relieved like after I talked to her Um, yeah but then maybe a couple days later my rib was hurting and I was like like I didn't believe her (laughs) yeah yeah well it's so hard too because also like at your at the beginning of your experience they were like oh it's definitely not you know I know so it's hard to like trust I mean I think we all also forget that like we literally just pumped our bodies with poison and Mm -hmm. radiation Mm -hmm. causes like so much inflammation and all this stuff so I think we forget that like it's normal to have random pains and you know for shit yeah. not to be right mm-hmm. like right now yeah <laughs> in our body and I yeah so like I would text my one friend who went through it a couple years ago and she's like yeah like you know the chemo can really like cause a lot of back problems mm-hmm. and this and that and I would try to be okay and try to remind myself but for a while I was just like no like I know it's, like, it's so back. hard yeah yeah um, it's really hard yeah. And then, oh, and like another time. So I had to take tamoxifen, which is mm. a pill. It's an estrogen blocker. Mm-hmm. Um, since my one tumor was 7% ER positive, my doctor wanted me to take tamoxifen, which I've okay. taken for like 10 years, which is like a long time. Yeah. But he 
Oh, so like one of the side effects can be like hot flashes and stuff because it almost can mm. put you into like a sort of menopause situation right. because it blocks your estrogen. Mm-hmm. So one night I've been taking it for a while, like six weeks, maybe two months. And mm-hmm. one night I woke up like drenched in sweat mm. and I like looked but on my phone, looked up the side effects. When Thelma? <laughs> and um, yeah, I, and I, I was like, okay, leukemia, like this is it. Oh like, God, I, yeah. 100%. Because when you do, when you do the adriamycin, it's like yeah. 0.5% of people have leukemia, like can, can get leukemia like years yeah. and years later. So mm-hmm. I was just, just, I was convinced that I had leukemia. Yeah, I know. It's so <laughs> fucked up. Like, yeah, that causes leukemia. Radiation causes breast cancer. Like, mm-hmm. it's like everything you're doing, there's like another side effect. But yeah, you can't think about it. I mean, I know exactly. Way easier said than done. But like, I know. Right. Yeah. And I think like the radiation can cause skin, like a skin cancer. Oh, I'm sure. You know? But like mm-hmm. it's, but yeah, at this point I, um, so I would say for a good, like three, maybe four months, I was mm-hmm. like having a really hard time after yeah. treatment. Um, mm-hmm. just always like scared of it coming yeah. back. Oh, like, oh, yeah. Just scared of like everything. Um, I was meeting with a therapist every week. Mm-hmm. I still do. Dorothy, she's the best. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love it. Um, and I, yeah, and she would tell me like, you know, it, it is just gonna take time. Like the further you're mm-hmm. out from, you know, you know, like the further into survivorship you are, like the easier it gets. And yeah, which yeah, I feel like at six months I really turned a corner with that. Now I feel like I definitely have bad days. Though, like not that long ago, I looked in the mirror and like my one boob is like significantly smaller than the other from Mm. like radiation and I like had like I had a meltdown (laughs) over that yeah (laughs) yeah um but I feel like most days I'm like pretty you know okay with it and I don't know I I like decided I'm just like not going to be scared anymore I was like so scared Mm -hmm. of chemo and I was so scared of cancer I was so scared of dying I was scared of like having to take steroids and get fat and I was Mm -hmm. you know like just everything scared me and I was like I'm just like not gonna be scared anymore like you know so I just like I just am not scared that's (laughs) Um, good that's so good that that you're feeling better yeah I mean I think I always say too like controlling just what you can Mm mm-hmm within your body and your health and like yeah the rest is gonna it is what it is like Mm -hmm. that's the best thing you can do if you know that you're like doing all the right things and helping yourself and like yeah trying to move forward in a way that's all like you can focus on you know but it's so hard especially those first three months after are like torture (laughs) Mm -hmm. they're so yeah because you like you go from act like actively treating it Mm-hmm. doing something about it to yeah. okay like now we're just gonna like chill and not every three yeah, months so, I have to come make sure yeah you don't feel another lump but like right you know it was like it was like you want to go back and like just keep getting a little totally treatment like a little yeah bit of chemo. <laughs> it's so true I know just to like, like make sure you're good right you're like so we're like just gonna let it like we're not gonna keep killing it like yeah. it's like yeah it's a mind fuck like it's very it's crazy yeah. yeah and then for me like which I now see as a good thing is I right now I just have to go every three months for um like a physical breast exam I don't oh, get, okay. I don't do scans oh. um I don't even know that I do blood work anymore like, I don't, I'm not sure about that, but I don't even think I do blood work anymore. So, like, I think it's a good thing because of all the treatment that I did, like, all the, um, yeah, you know, I don't know what the word is, but 
the fact that I got like a double mastectomy and right did all the chemo and did the radiation, you know, I mm-hmm. feel like the standard of care now post treatment is just like, like the breast, yeah, bit. just like doing the mm. breast exam because the chances of it coming back were like so small, right? After yeah. doing all of the treatment that they recommended, so I now mm-hmm. see that as like a good thing. But you know, sometimes it's like you want this to keep getting the scans so that you can yeah. keep getting like confirmation that you're fine. Yeah, but scans are scary too, so I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, I know. It's all it's all a little scary, but yeah. yeah. Yeah, but that's true. I mean, you're doing everything you can. You did everything you could, so. It's like, yeah, now, like, going to regular life again, now that, you know, people can get vaccinated and mm-hmm. um, it's a little hard because I feel like during COVID, every, it was easier because, yeah. Um, People weren't really like going out all the time. They weren't like drinking all the time. Now mm-hmm. I have to kind of limit drinking and mm-hmm. like, I definitely like to party. So like, that's kind of hard. Um, yeah. Do so, you have to limit for a certain reason or you just like want to? Um, my So my one doctor said I can have like four drinks a week. Um, oh, for what? Yeah. Like, what's the reason? Um, I think alcohol like especially like binge drinking or I guess drinking like more than in moderation can lead to the ER positive breast cancer so the mm. I think maybe the fact that the one tumor was a little bit ER positive that's why they said I should cut back or not cut back but like should kind of limit just like watch alcohol. yeah yeah okay. so I so I do try to be good about that. But I mean, I don't know. It's just hard because it's just fun to like go to a brewery, go to a totally. go out, yeah. like go to a bar, like. Right. So, yeah. It's hard. It's definitely hard to get back into quote unquote normal life when like yeah. be social the same way and like connect with people the same way. It's definitely hard. It's, um, it's, it's, yeah, it's really hard, like especially I've like, okay, so I recently like saw a bunch of people that I went to college with that I hadn't seen like mm. in 10 years mm-hmm. and like they didn't know. So it's mm. weird to like see people that right. don't know like that, what you just went through. And like, I basically That's had really interesting. outfit on, yeah. so like they don't know. And my one right. friend, my one friend was like, I hadn't seen him in so long. I'm like, hey, and I only met him like, a, I don't know a few times in college, I guess. I was like, hey, I'm Amanda. Like, I don't know if you remember. He's like, yes, I know you. He was like, like your, um, your like pirate thing threw me off a little bit. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> and then I'm for like, everyone oh, that can't see yeah. Amanda, by the way, she's wearing a very cute like headscarf situation <laughs> and it looks like adorable, but that's it's from, so funny. Were you like, I had cancer? <laughs> yeah. So then I'm like, I'm like, oh, thanks. Uh, or like, oh, yes, like, sorry. Like, um, and then a little bit later, I like tell them that, yeah. you know, I had cancer and I had to go do treatment. He's like, did you do chemo? I was like, yeah, hence like the pirate thing. <laughs> oh my God, he probably felt so bad. <laughs> like, I'm such an asshole. I'm like, no, it's fine. Like, I laugh at all my stuff too. Like, <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, That's really yeah. funny though. <laughs> I don't know. And yeah. you said that you're, are you so you're still dating the guy that you went on your first date with? Yeah, yeah. Wow. So he was like in it all, and like, how was that? It, um, yeah. So I'm, I'm like recording the podcast from his house now. <laughs> oh, amazing. So, yeah, because I was like, I don't think I have like the laptop for it. Like, can you? Yeah. Like, do you? Can I borrow your stuff? So, um, so it's going well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. At first, it was like kind of intense, like and a lot. It was like a lot. Like we just started dating, yeah. Or, like literally, like our first, second date. I like yeah. it's our second date. I tell him, I'm like, so I'm like pretty sick. I hope, like he's like, no, I know. Like I guess he like figured out from stuff I had said, like what was going mm-hmm. on. And I was like, I hope it doesn't push you away, but if it does, I understand. Mm-hmm. He's like, no, it won't. Like, yeah. So, yeah, then it was just 
there was a lot going on for me with like surgery coming up and everything. I was like, why don't we just like be friends for now? And, Mm. you know, well, he was like, I want to be there for you. And, you know, I want to be supportive. Like, I know you're going to be going through a lot. I was like, well, friends can be supportive. Like, yeah. So, yeah, I think he probably texted me like every day. Oh, that's really sweet. To see how I was doing. And, um, yeah. And then, yeah, we couldn't see each other for like a few months because of COVID and recovering from surgery and everything. Um, but then over the summer, I would see him like maybe once a month because we would, and we would just hang out outside with masks on and like mm-hmm. not touch. And <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. He would like come to my dad's house and um, yeah. Yeah. So that was last summer. And then, yeah, once I finished chemo in September, my doctor was like, three weeks after your last chemo, like you'll be, you won't, you're not going to be like immunocompromised. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like you you know, so, so basically at that point, then we were able to like go out on dates again and stuff. So mm. yeah, it's been, it's been really good. He's, he's oh, a really that's great so nice. guy. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds like, like it. So yeah, he's so supportive and um, he's so supportive of me like doing this podcast. He was like, do it. Like, I love cool. it. Yeah. Oh, that's so great. I'm so happy yeah. for you. Thanks. Oh, I know we wanted to like talk a little bit about like how it is um, to like hook up with people. Yeah. After surgery. Totally. Um, so yeah. So basically like couldn't, you know, all during the summer, like couldn't yeah, like, be, like more than six feet apart or, you know, had to be six feet apart and everything. So that was like off the table. Um, yeah. And then, yeah, you know, and I was like, going through chemo I like lost my hair but I always like had my like fake hair on like yeah I don't really I know a lot of women will just like rock like yeah hair and I just like didn't feel confident yeah um, yeah whatever works yeah yeah so oh so then like in the fall when we could start hanging out again I remember I came over his house and mm-hmm. I was wearing like a baseball hat and I was like, okay, like, I don't know how this is going to work with like, <laughs> yeah, because like, I can't like, right. <laughs> so like hitting my hat. <laughs> so I was like, I asked him if uh, I could borrow a beanie. <laughs> so that we could like do <laughs> That's amazing. So, yeah. have he seen you without the hair? No. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. By like my choice. You should go I down and take it off. What's that? <laughs> you should take it off and go down to Alvin. Oh, <laughs> I know. Um, yeah, and then I remember too, like soon soon after I was done with all my treatment, and I was still like pretty menopause down there so okay. um that was like we had to kind of work that out you know yeah so I just you know like lube is your friend and- totally <laughs> lube is always your friend yeah <laughs> <laughs> so I feel like now like what about like the boob stuff um, like how is that for you um I actually I really like my boobs like yeah I love yeah. it like they, um, my, my plastic surgeon, he like made them bigger than, mm-hmm. um, they were before. Mm-hmm. And like, because I asked him to, and, um, yeah, I think they look good. That's great. Yeah. I only had to get the radiation on the right side. So mm-hmm. the radiation, it's sort of like, I think it kind of like shrunk maybe mm-hmm. the implant a little bit. Oh, interesting. Um, yeah. Cause I can tell like that the right one is smaller than the left and it kind of mm-hmm. like sits up higher than the left one does. Mm-hmm. So pretty sure there's like revision surgeries mm-hmm. that they can do yeah. to correct some of that, but I haven't looked into anything like yeah. not really more surgery, but yeah, you know, I don't blame you. 
maybe in like a couple of years. I don't know. Something. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. it, if it can make them look more symmetrical and and whatnot. But I've been doing physical therapy and for because with like getting all the lymph nodes taken out and the radiation, it's like a risk for lymphedema. Yeah. In my mm-hmm. in my right arm. So I wear yeah. a sleeve for that. Um, more so to like prevent it and I get and I do physical therapy mm. now like once a week oh nice so she's yeah so she's been trying to like massage like up top and kind of like loosen up the tissue there to try to like help the mm. implant go down and whatever yeah. so hopefully that helps too um but yeah, yeah no I, I definitely like my boobs a lot oh good <laughs> I love that <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing yeah. yeah I feel like it's cool too because like especially if I wear like a, a bathing suit I think it's cool like with how my scars like if they show yeah you know like it just it's like a totally. badge of honor <laughs> absolutely 100% yeah. yeah I wish I felt that way about my hair too that that was a badge of honor but maybe you will <laughs> yeah. maybe one day is it growing like at all like is it yeah yeah it is it's just like it's like okay, so when it started growing back, it grew back more like in the back and on the sides first. Yeah. The top was like the last, and the top is still filling in, I guess. So mm. it if it was like short but like the same length all around, I feel like I'd be fine with mm-hmm. it. But it's like a little yeah, like, it grows in spots. Yeah, it grows kind of awkward. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm hoping that like it does kind of fill in in a couple months or something and then yeah it will for sure um, it'll get there yeah once it's like yeah. that then I'm I think I'll feel fine wearing yeah. it as is you know mm-hmm. say goodbye to say goodbye to take say goodbye to her yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> well she looks great so you're thank rocking you. you're rocking it I love it <laughs> so, well thank you Amanda I love yeah, talking to you so much. Um, I know, same. Yeah, was there someone or somewhere people can... Oh, yeah, sure. Um, yeah, on Instagram is good. It's just akelly726. Perfect. My Amazing. Okay, mm-hmm. good. Well, thank you. Keep me, like, updated with your life. Keep in touch. Um, yeah, I, I totally you, will. So. Amazing. Yes. Good. Right, well, thanks thank so much, you, Thanks. Have a good night. You too. Bye. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to Cancer Actually Fucking Sucks, the podcast where we get down to the nitty gritty of what actually happens before, during, and after cancer. Hosted by me, Madison Pollock. Follow along for updates and guests on Facebook and Instagram at Cancer Actually Sucks Podcast.